What is going good, everybody? Welcome to the What's Your Opinions podcast. I know it's been a while since uh, I last posted, and that's pretty much my fault. Uh, well, not my fault. I would I would pretty much blame my... Yeah, it's my fault. I have a shitty... It's my fault for not in, uh, investing into a better computer. I had made legit six episodes for you guys. You know, all really... I uh, do legit conversation. And, you know, I had an episode of uh, four ready. And then uh, all last week, all for the last two weeks, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll give you guys like two episodes. And then all of a sudden, like, I try distributing my files and all of a sudden my uh, old computer goes ooga booga on me and just shuts down and will not do anything anymore. Six episodes, guys. Two full podcast episodes and then like four mini-sodes. I think I had one more in the making. But I just didn't get to it. So, hey, there's a lot of things that happened. I really don't want to recap all of it. The NFL is here. My Niners absolutely shitted the bed week one. Week two, ton of injuries. And now they're going on to week three. A lot of good games that happened then. But I'm not going to do that because I already don't want to waste my breath on that. Because I almost lost my voice yelling at this fucking mic. And I'm surprised this mic takes the abuse I give it. But what I'm watching right now, I just came fresh off of UFC. I believe it was two, uh, the the UFC event with uh, Costa and Adesanya. UFC, is it 253? Right? Yes, I just came off of two, uh, UFC 253. And, you know, I'm looking at the results right now. I only watched the, the three main fights, which was the Adesanya, uh, Dominic Reyes, and, um, you know, uh, what is his name? Kaikara uh, France. Really good. I really liked watching them. What made me more mad was the Adesanya fight than anything. You know, Brandon, uh, what's his name? Yovel? Uh, he was pretty good. You know, his submission, they were fucking throwing it. I honestly think this was the most exciting fight in the whole main card. These guys were just straight throwing it. And, you know, uh, Brandon ended up coming... On top, he I think it was submission through head. I think uh, not a Kimura. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too certain on the submission. And then light heavyweight. Uh, for people that didn't know, John Jones had vacated his belt to move into heavyweight. And I honestly think this was a move because he's now realizing that this light heavyweight division is starting to become very vicious and very mean. And can it show that in this fight? Let's see what his name. Uh, you have Dominic Reyes, which was the number one contender. He did lose to John Jones. I believe he won against John Jones. And then you had Jan uh, Blakowicz. And Blakowicz just dominated both. It was a, it was, uh, what was it? It went to two rounds. Blakowicz basically was dominating. You can see it with, you know, he left the, I'm pretty sure he left the welt on Dominic Reyes' like, backside of his ribs. And it was showing. And, you know, uh, he had, Dominic Reyes had no choice but to actually duke it out and fight it and he gave Blakowicz everything he had and Blakowicz just took it like a champ and he is now the champion you know Dominic Reyes you know this isn't he's still young in this division and he's only 30 but I honestly think he can get another shot of this title but I think Blakowicz may be running this maybe taking this title probably late until next year who knows and the fight that really is pissing me off right now is uh, the Israel Adesanya and Paula Costa. 
because you know leading up to it if people if you guys have if you guys are avid watchers of ufc you know that adesanya and costa do not like each other like these guys have gone through each on each other's throats they've called each other out many times and now you know you can finally you can finally put them in the ring together and see what these dogs can do Adesanya uh, ended up becoming the winner uh, via T TKO in the second round, I believe, during the four-minute mark. And, what, and it, it, Adesanya just, another day at the office, he was just really, really good. But Adesanya, uh, Paul Costa choked. This man that was known for coming in and fighting, not giving you time to breathe and just honestly just get into your chest and try to beat the ever-loving dog shit out of you, and he choked. He did none of that. He got, I believe, into two grapples. Lost both grapples. Adesanya was absolutely... I think he had like 25 leg kicks um, to his legs. And it showed. He was tearing that leg up. I knew... It, just looking at that, I knew it wasn't going to go to the fourth, third round. I thought it was going to go... I, I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere past the fourth round. But, you know, Adesanya, again, just another day at the office, just took him apart. And he's definitely now a champion. And now we do not know who we're getting next. You know, next, uh, I believe in two weeks, we are getting the... Oh, no, no, no. In UFC 254, where the Khabib fight, we're getting Robert Whitaker and Kananir, I believe. And those guys are, I believe, top... top are Robert Whitaker is still number one. And Kananir, as I believe, is, a top, is in the top five contention. So I believe whoever wins that will go see Adesanya one more time. We'll see Adesanya. So I really don't know where uh, you know the UFC goes for that. I can't wait to watch the Khabib fight too. And another thing, you know, another thing with the UFC. Well, it's UFC and boxing related. Like it was just announced yesterday that Conor McGregor is going to fight Manny Pacquiao. And I don't get it, bro. Like I get it. You want to try to you know go into boxing. But you're gonna, he's going to be unsuccessful. Manny Pacquiao is just going to beat the ever-loving dog shit out of him. Probably walk away with, like, maybe $50 million. Or Because look at it. The Floyd Mayweather fight, these guys made over well over $300 million. I think Floyd walked away with, like, five sixty-two, and McGregor made, made three seventy-five dollars just to lose. And he got knocked out, by the way. And I, and this is Manny Pacquiao. I'm not, obviously, that debate is, quote-unquote, still alive. That Manny is better than Floyd. Even though they already won. I mean, even though Floyd did win that fight, it's it's still up in the air. Who is the better fighter? Obviously, they're going to say Floyd because Floyd is undefeated. I'm not really going to get into that today. I probably will never get into that unless I have, like, a really good boxing expert come on the show, which I highly doubt it. And that really, like, kind of threw me off a little bit. Because there's no need for Conor McGregor to do that. And to be honest, I think Conor McGregor just realized, like, he's just in it for the money now. He's never going to be a champion again. The division he's in is just too good as long as Khabib's in it. it. That's about it. Another thing in sports, you know, Lakers. Congratulations to the Lakers moving into the, um, the finals. This is LeBron's 10th finals. And we will see... Who makes it from the? Who will represent the East? I hope it's the Miami Heat, but who knows? And probably since the Lakers did it, we'll not be surprised if they're gonna try to fix that game to make it a Lakers and uh, Celtics game. 
Because if so, LeBron's getting his fourth ring. I was watching... What was I watching the other day? I was Oh, fuck. Twitter. There was this thing on Twitter, and I love it because I was able to get the update on it now. Twitter. You can now do voice tweets. It's such an amazing thing. Because I knew about it. I couldn't get it. Now that I have it, oh, dude, it's amazing. If you guys don't follow me, follow Madonchin is on Twitter because I say some outlandish shit. I talk about everything. I talk about titties, titties, bigger titties, and dumb shit, and just argue with people. So if you want to argue with me about shit, please follow me on Madonchin is. I was been throughout these last two weeks. I was binge watching a lot of shit on Netflix because I had actual time to myself. And yo, I, I got to watch, uh, I finished, what did I finish? I finished three shows. No, 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 I finished four shows because I just finished tight, I just finished um, Symbiotic. I was watching, I finally finished Avatar The Last Airbender. And man, as an adult, it feels weird knowing that it hits way home, way more to home when you're an adult than you are as a teenager. And even, and even as a kid, and I probably won't give it a review. And if I do, this will be like down the future because honestly, it's so well written that you can give it a, an essay on each individual character and you would have to probably spend at least three hours to, uh, like, even going through each character. You know, my favorite is General Iroh, a.k.a. Uncle Iroh, just because the knowledge he brings in, you know, it, it's a little bit more deeper into his story. But if you guys haven't watched it, I recommend go watching it. It's basic. And it's been out for like, well, uh, what, uh, 15 years, 2005? Yeah, it came out in 2005. It's really well written. You know, each character you can resonate with as you get older. You know, if you have like a close, because, um, oh, what did I say? Because it really talks about, if, when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, cool. It's like bending and, you know, like fire and rock and shit. And you really don't care about the main storyline. You know, as, as a kid, you know, point. Our hero is Aang. Our, 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 if our villains are Zuko until book three. And then Fire Lord Ozai. Because Fire Lord Ozai is basically the end game of the whole thing. And then as you watch it when you're like... Well, I watched it when I was uh, 13. And... You know, I've I watched it about four times, like it, throughout my life. I watched it as a 13 year old and as a 13 year old, you're basically like you have an identity crisis because you're going to go into high school. You really don't know who you are. Do you fit in with these people or do you fit in with these people? Or you just don't fit in at all. And it's so much as an identity crisis. And then I watched it five years later as an 18 year old. And it's basically like more family morals than anything. You know, say you belong to a family of doctors and you're destined to be a doctor when you want to be a lawyer. It's already set in motion for you. And if you get out of that motion, then your family's going to fuck you over. Well, in this case, they try to kill Zuko. Minor spoilers. Like I said, this show has been out for 15 years. Don't get fucking mad at me. And, you know, as an adult and now as a not a maturing adult, because I'm nowhere near mature. But like you, I watched it three years later. I'm 21 now on the verge of 22. I watch it. What the fuck was that? Huh, that was weird. And like when you're 21, 22, you start to get a little bit more, 
you know, of the world. Not like what you want to do or whatever. It's ba like basically like you're learning about politics, you know, through this time. You know, this is a time to vote. I'm not going to get into voting. You already know what you stand for. If you stand for what you stand for, that's all for you. But, you know, like uh, like I said, these are going to be little minor spoilers. Like uh, in the Bossing Say, I like to call them arcs because it just sounds more nice. But in like the tale, uh, not Tales of Bossing Say, the... There's this place in the Avatar world called Bossing Say, the world, uh, the impenetrable city. Um, even though in the show, there's a war going on. This it's, this war has been going on for a hundred years, and you know Aang is somewhat to blame for because he didn't want to be the Avatar. The uh, who the the Avatar is basically a person that can bend all four elements: earth, wind, uh, earth, wind, and fire. Earth, wind, fire, and water. It almost sounds like a earth, wind, and fire. Uh, group I was and it's like he didn't want to be the avatar because he would lose all his friends and his friends were already abandoning them within the first couple episodes and so he escapes and he freezes himself and he goes to sleep for a hundred years and through that hundred years the fire nation comes and takes over pretty much everywhere and you know if they get to bossing say they take every they basically have won the entire the entire war and with that you know People in Bossing say the higher ups want to keep that away from, from the people, so the people don't panic, so they don't have to you know change their way of life. Hmm, what does that sound familiar, folks? In today's politics, I'm not getting into it. Like I said, there are certain episodes that are really, really, really good and that can really like hit home for a lot of people. Like I believe the episode Tales of Bossing say. Is such an amazing episode. And this show really doesn't have filler. If you're not a big fan of filler, go watch this. I think besides Tales of Bossing Say, there's not a lot of filler. A lot of shows, uh, a lot of the episodes really come back to the main plot of it. You know, Aang has to go train and try to master the elements before he fights to Fire Lord. Zuko has to try to find him. Then, you know, you get Azula. It always just wraps around the main premise of it's Aang's story. But we also want to add, add all these side characters, all these adventures that go along with it. And I highly recommend it. It's one of my beloved shows. I honestly think this is probably like a top three show for me, just how well written it is. And another show I was watching. Where is it? I watched um, Symbiotic Titan. I never finished the show. And I remember uh, watching it. Uh, this show came out like in the 2010s, like early 2010, 2011. And that was amazing how good the show was in Cartoon Network. At the time, and the the kind of serious tone it took, it came out. It almost gave me like a a later version of like the Teen Titan, like the Teen Titans in the later seasons. That kind of dark and gritty vibe. And Semiotic Titans, not that bad. It's really well written, and we didn't get a second season because Cartoon Network likes to do this all the time. If you're not selling any type of merchandise like off the shelves, we're gonna cancel you. And so the season never gets a second season. The only reason Samurai Jack got, you know, its ending is because it was because, you know, the creator of it said, I wanted this to go to Adult Swim. I think it like unreal. I think it was something to do with the contract. It expired. So, you know, he wanted to make that extra season because what he wanted to do was crazy. And it, yo, and I didn't even realize this. There's an alternate ending to Samurai Jack. You had to play a game to get the alternate ending. That's how great and how much, I think the ending of Samurai Jack came out like almost two years ago. And so after two years, I think you have to beat a game. I'm not sure what it was. It was on Twitter. 
And if you beat the game, you get the action, you get the quote unquote actual ending. And that was pretty, pretty cool. But I was watching Symbiotic Titan. It's basically, um, oh, do you, can you, do you call them aliens? Hold on. Let me, got to do some research. Like again, like again, like I always say, professional podcast. Symbiotic Titan. Titan. Not symbiotic fucking twin. Symbiotic fucking Titan. Are they aliens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they... No, because, yeah, basically, you can say they're aliens, but they look like humans. Like, that kind of tactic. And they lived on this different um, planet. And you and it follows uh, Alana. She was the princess. And the reason they had to come to Earth is because, you know, their homeland was getting... You know, and, and invaded, and they said, you know, you are the only hope of the of our new world whenever this happens. So they sent her, and then Lance uh, is her new bodyguard, and then they go with Octus, which is this like robot thing, and they both uh, can perform. It's basically like Power Rangers, but with like not with non suits, and they're just basically Zords, and they come into this huge Megazord, and then you go with through, and it goes with a lot of storytelling with it. You know, we get a little bit of uh, Lance's. You know, backstory, his uh, his upbringings. You really don't get Octus because Octus was made the same day of the of the invasion. And then with Lana, you get her kind of her her kind nature. And it's her dad, which is the king, was voiced by John, John DiMaggio. Amazing voice acting. And it just follows them. They go on these adventures. They fight the military. Well, the military is fighting them, even though they're supposed to be on their side. And then you also have this alien group that tries to do stuff with them. And it goes on. I really recommend watching it. But don't get your hopes up for a season two because I don't even know if that's ever going to happen. Another show I was watching too. This one really caught me by surprise. I watched uh, the Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. It released last week on Friday. And I really had low expectations, but I'm a really big fan of watching the Jurassic films. I've been watching them since I was a little kid. That's like one of the early, one of my early childhood memories of like a, my my biological mom, you know, going to going over to her house and you know she's popping in the 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 VHS tapes or the DVDs that we had, and I really I was really I'm still big into dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are fucking cool, you know. How cool would it be to fucking ride a T Rex, people? I honestly think that shit is would be amazing. And then again, these are like fucking animals that can kill you. I was watching um, the Camp Cretaceous, and it really caught me off guard. You know the premise of it. Um, I like what you know, like the Jurassic stories are going with. You know, due to the new one that's going to come out eventually. But with the Jurassic World, you have the first Jurassic World, and then you have Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. And what this show does, it's in between the Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom. Uh, this goes in, but uh, the show is in the day, in the same event, in the same day and events as the first uh, Jurassic World movie, which is cool. I honestly thought this was just a cash grab because when I looked at the, when I went on, you know, YouTube and there was like, oh, you got to check this out. I checked it out and I looked at him like, oh, okay. Like we're not gonna, we're not, uh, my expectations were really low for it just for the fact that it wasn't, and this is like with every Jurassic film, like there's death in it. You think, oh, you see someone get eaten you know, there's someone die. There's a little bit of a twist into it. You know, I mean, I, looking at the trailer they gave us, you know, these people are just going to, it's going to be super unrealistic. Like they're going to like, oh, get out of death's grasp, Just like by like the teeth, like the skin of their teeth, 
or however you say that. And I was like, ah, you know, but I'm still going to watch it. You know, it's the Jurassic, it's the Jurassic franchise. And I didn't know Steven Spielberg actually had like somewhat to do with it. And I was watching it in episode, uh, episode one, where is it? Uh, there you go. Like episode, I think that the first two episodes are really, really annoying. It's an inter it's an introduction. But it's really annoying how like it was going, how stupid like the first episode. The first episode, I almost turned it off. I almost turned off the first episode because of how ridiculous, like the how ridiculous the what's it called the situations they were going in. But basically, Camp Cretaceous. This is this camp. This first ever, the uh, Ms. Ronnie is trying to find out how to get more money into it, but still giving, you know, a really great experience in this Jurassic World. And obviously, in the Jura in the Jurassic uh, Park, you have you know the plant eaters and the herbivores. You know, they can roam around in in, in these like open field locations. As to you know the, the carnivores and all that, they have to basically be in these pens. Uh, where are these characters? There they are. Uh, Camp Cretaceous Wiki. I don't want the wiki. Is this one? Yeah, Jurassic Park fandom. Um, in the first episode, we meet with our main character, Darius. Darius is this kid that's full of love and full of, you know, he loves his passion for, you know, dinosaurs. Him and his father had a really good passion for it. And Darius is playing this really good game. This really, like, a supposedly hard game. And that's, I honestly thought that's how, like, we were going into that. I, thought, I didn't think it was a twist like a game because it showed someone getting eaten. I was like, holy fuck, they're really doing this. And they play, and they do a lot of, like, you know, like, cameos to the old movies and, like, give shout-outs to the old movies. Because they do talk about, like, Dr. Grant, Malcolm. For, like, a short second. Because, like, in the in that video game sequence we were talking about in, the like, the first minute of the show, it... it, it pays a tribute to Jurassic Park 30 with like that with like the rap I don't know what the, the official name of it it was like that raptor whistle and this game was so hard and no one beat it but if you beat it you were able to go to Jurassic World uh and so Darius and like he talked his brother's like interrupting him or whatever late at night he goes through all his books and he figures out you know like oh it's the it's you gotta find the whistle or whatever he finds the whistle and he beats uh, the 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 T-Rex doesn't bite eat him and they go and he's saved and he's saved. And he's able to go to Camp Cretaceous. His father's not there. So it kind of plays into it. I'm not really gonna get into it. And so basically it's um six people, six kids, I should say, six kids and two camp counselors. And you know, the uh, character and they all have a specific purpose of why they're in there, whether they're famous, whether they're there because you know, like their parents worked from his Ronnie. Or they're just there because they still have, they help the park in some way, and Darius is one, wins the games so he gets this who he gets to go. Then you have Brooklyn. She is a social media personality, a really big and young personality, and you know they brought her in just so they can get a free advertisement and basically vlog her entire experience. Then you have Kenji. Kenji's this. Uh, Kenji is you know he's the son of a businessman who has invested condos into Isla Nublar and which makes a lot of money so you know he got a free ride and then you have Sammy she's a camper who she runs a family ranch and she helps supplies Jurassic World with all the meat 
You got Ben, whose mom worked for Miss Ronnie, and Ben's really like this neat freak kind of kid that like needs order all the fucking like he need he's the type of kid to where you could say, Hey Ben, let's go let's go to this party. I gotta ask my mom first. That that's Ben. But then again, like Ben never even wanted to come here. His mom made him come here because, you know, his mom realized like Ben's a fucking pussy. And you have Yasmina, she's this athlete, this like pro athlete, not a pro athlete, but she's an athlete. But she's very like introverted, she doesn't like talking to a lot of people. And then you have, um, you know, the camp counselors, you have Roxy and Dave, they play like a short minor part into the series because like it always shoots back to them because they're trying to find the kids. Um, I'm trying to find another one right here. And then they have like, you know, Henry Wu, and like other side characters but it doesn't really matter you know those are our main main characters of who we follow and these guys go through like this huge adventure like i said if you get past the first two episodes these characters are very annoying like for in uh for an instance basically this is episode one spoilers you know darius they get a they get somewhat of a tactic of a copy and you know they capture the copy the copy doesn't do anything to any of them and you know he's gonna and they say like oh we're taking it back to his family or whatever and, you know, he sees the car go into this certain pen. And he's like, I gotta go. In the middle of the night, where these animals don't give a shit of what you are. They're gonna fucking stomp the dog shit out of you. Or they're gonna bite you and you're just gonna die. In the middle of the night. Um, Kenji comes after him. You know, they have like this really weird man off. It is weird. And, you know, Kenji knows that he's gonna sneak out. And... You know, Brooklyn stops him, and then the dumbest shit Darius says, like, I waited my whole life to see the fucking dinosaurs. And now that I've seen them, I just have to. The dumbest shit in the world. You, you're you there for a couple weeks. I think, like, two to three weeks. So, like, I don't get it. Like, you can see these animals. And he basically goes on, and, you know, they sneak out. And they go to this enclosure. And that's the, yeah. Big words, people. They go to this enclosure. They go up top. Kenji and Brooklyn are fighting over it. And the phone falls. Kenji goes and gets it. And they're not even in the fucking compy enclosure. These compies didn't do anything. It's the raptor pit, people. And, you know, by the skin of his teeth, he gets out. They're going to try to punish them. Which they do. And then episode two comes. We get a little bit more about... We learn a little bit more about Kenji in, C, in episode two. And then from episode two on, it is just like steamrolling. You know, the Indominus, all of that good stuff. And it's really good. And I was really surprised what happens to a couple characters. And then what happens towards the end. And how it's going to lead into a season two. Which I hope they do. I give the show like a solid, maybe like seven and a half. And eight, if I watch it again and like kind of get a couple things right, but off the rip, it's a it's like a like a seven point nine. It's it's a solid. It's nothing amazing. The, the twist, the, the the like the three twists in the show is what got me. And I was like, all right, because if not, I would probably get in the show probably like a six, but like a seven point nine and eight. I highly recommend watching. You know that. And then last but not least, what was it? Where is that? I watched this show. I don't know how this show did not like get on my radar. And I am so happy that it didn't. I'm talking about the, uh, the the Netflix adaptation to one of the most beloved games to a lot of gamers, which is Castlevania. 
I never played any of these games. And this show, in this show or anime, this um, American Westernized anime came out in 2017. I knew about it, but never watched it. I looked at it as like all four episodes. Like, I'll never watch it. And I watched it, uh, I believe, a week ago. Like, yeah, Saturday. And Castlevania blew me away. And I, I posted this on my Instagram. I posted this on my Instagram. And I told people, you know, I highly recommend you watching it. But you, ha- if you're, like, really religious, you have to, like, watch it with open eyes and not really judge it. But for, like, people that are, like, you know, like, if they're raised in the church or they're really religious, like, it... You understand it a lot more than someone that doesn't because they're going to have to search up a lot of things. But basically, the premise of Castlevania is follows our, the, main, the main villain, Dracula. And the first maybe five minutes of the show, you know, we see Dracula. And this lady, she, bas- uh, she basically, she's a doctor. Forgetting her name right now. She asked Dracula, and Dracula's like, you got nothing for me, like, you gotta, you know, give you something for exchange in order to know all this limitless, uh, you know, knowledge. And this is during the time, in this time frame, it's like 1440-something. So this is like when the witch trials and, like, the church were, like, really big, were, like, really big. And it shows, I believe, a couple years later, um, she's about to die. She's getting burned. And in that same, I believe in the same season, no, 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 in the same, in the next season, you get, like, why, uh, you know, the the bishop basically convicts her of a, of being a witch when she really wasn't, she was taking care of people, and she dies, and Dracula comes, and he gives people, because she, Dracula would have killed everybody, but instead, he says, you guys have one year to repent for your sins for what you did to my wife, a year goes by, they are celebrating the day they killed her. He releases hell on earth. And then we're no longer seeing a little bit more of Dracula. We see a character that we really don't know until the very end of season season one. And season one is only four episodes. But for it being four episodes, it's such a great introduction to the world of Castlevania. Because you're given... I believe... What's her name? I'm, I always get her name wrong. Uh, what's it called? Characters... Is it Sifa or... People correct me, please. It's like, is it Sifa or Sifa? I'm gonna go with Sifa because it just sounds fucking dope as fuck. But it follows our three main characters, which is Alucard, uh, Trevor Belmont, and then Sifa Benitez. And uh, these guys are, like, destined to kill Dracula or whatever. And you get a little bit of uh, twists and turns within season one. Season two, it turns up. It, like, really, really turns up. Because now we're getting more separate stories... I think season two altogether was pretty, was really, really good. I think it could have been a lot short. It could have been shorter instead of the seven episodes. I really think it should have been five. I just think the dialogue was just there. I think the dialogue was just a little bit too long. You know, they get like people's certain plans in the, in the works, getting a little bit of backstory between two characters and then the big battle. All in all, I still think season two was really, really good. My least favorite season, but then like season three is the aftermath of what happens in season two. And then now we're getting, uh, you're getting basically five different separate stories to the main plot. And it's so good. You get one guy, you get on two hands, you know, you get betrayal, you know, reasons to fight for humanity. 
reasons to save human uh, reasons to not fight for humanity it goes a lot of ways like really big twists and turns into it and i highly recommend watching this show it's my favorite i and it sucks though because like we're not probably gonna get a season until probably next summer which is like breaking my heart but i highly recommend watching that uh if i ever do a full in-depth review of it this is probably it'll probably be like four hours long because it's it's probably gonna be like two to three two to four hours long it's just so much to dissect into that same thing with like the avatar uh the avatar series that i was talking about honestly if you wanted to talk about the entirety of the world of avatar and then the characters and like their um inner and then like just picking their brains and they're picking the brains of every single character and making that into an essay i'm pretty sure it would be like 20 hours earth of time and that's insane to me people I was watching, um, what was I watching the other day? Someone was, I was watching on YouTube about it. I love watching YouTube videos about it. About, um, you know, Avatar. Um, the last, last airbender. Because it's like different perspectives on different characters. You know, some dude made a, I believe, a four-hour video essay on, you know, Prince Zuko. And it's really well done. So, you know, there's always things... In the, they, they just, I forgot which one it was. I forgot. I, I can't believe I'm forgetting the dude's name. He made a four-hour video essay on the episode Tales of Bossing Say, dissecting every little mini story that went into there, and dedicated two and a half hours to Iros. I think it's just called Tales of Bossing Say video essay. Really look that up if you're an Avatar: The Last Airbender fan, and just go. I believe to the two-hour mark to the two-hour. Yeah, the two hour, like the hour thirty or whatever, and it's just amazing, because it resonates with like a lot of people that works like in the military, and you know, like it hits home. I have like a couple friends that live in the that are in the military, but not because you know for the right reasons. You know, they're there just because they have to be. And you know, I'm gonna start getting back into these mini sods again. Like I really want to. I now have to do it on my on my phone or my iPad, which I really don't like doing because I really don't get to do a lot what I was able to do on my laptop. But, you know, I'm saving up to get a, you know, a better laptop. So that'll be fun. That's pretty much what's been going around, you know. This is basically like the last two weeks of me just binge watching the shit out of shows. Just watching sports events now and all that other stuff. This is like really weird. Like, because I'm looking, I'm looking at the timer right now. I'm going on 35 minutes. And it's weird that I'm going to put this as a full-length episode. But it's whatever. Um, I think that'll be the end for the episode today, guys. If you guys uh, want to support us in any way, you guys can follow us. at. You can follow and buy anything off our Depop, which is the Bay, uh, the Bay Vintage Kings. And if you guys want to look that up, you can, look, you can follow me on my seller page, which is the Vintage City Kings, with a Z at the end, on Instagram. If you guys want to follow the podcast you can follow us at wyop or wyo podcast whatever it is make sure to check us out on spotify apple um, apple podcast and all that other good stuff i hope to see you guys next week and i hope you guys stay fucking fly and i'll see you guys in the next episode peace